to Probably Science. I'm Andy Wood. With me is Jesse Case. Hey, buddy. And Matt Kirshen. Hello. It's a beautiful uh, fall morning. It's finally, the fall has sprung. Is that a thing? It's actually bearable weather now. This, fall is, like, is, this is nice. Yeah, fall this has is, fallen. This is comfortable. It's pleasant. It's not the oppressive heat of last week. No. We went long last week. Yeah, we, we went long on the hottest day of the year recording outside. Everyone was drenched in sweat for the whole... And you kept being like, we can do one more story. I'm like, this is our longest episode ever. My phone is saying 107 degrees now. <laughs> if you, so if you want to listen back to last week's episode again and just picture us really sweaty, just really working up a sweat, just right in your ears. Just imagine us really sweaty in your ears. Yeah, just cut through sweaty dudes. <laughs> just, ugh. You know where you're not going to be sweaty? At the, at the uh, well... Climate-controlled, beautiful Sofitel Hotel in Beverly Hills next weekend. Whoa. Yeah. Where we're going to be performing live at the LA Podcast Festival. Yeah, we are. That's true, yeah. Yes. And we're going to be doing it around this time, too, huh? It's going to be at noon on Sunday the 28th at the Sofitel Hotel. And we have an incredible guest to announce. We have Tim Minchin with us we live Tim Minchin. next weekend. Australian piano-playing comedian, skeptic, generally interesting man about town, piano animation piano. writer. He's making a film with DreamWorks now. That's the new thing. Really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Matilda Scribe. What is that? Matilda, the Broadway musical based on the book Matilda. Oh, oh, okay. oh, yeah. That. Yes, that was him. That's great. Wow. And we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a guest scientist as well, who's gonna be very cool. Yeah, we have a well, we have a. She's confirmed. We have a New Zealand sex expert. <laughs> an expert on New Zealand sex. Yeah. She's an expert on Kiwi sex. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just knows how it's they how they do it. Yeah. This yeah, is, because the, the, they go in a counterclockwise. Right, of course. This was a guest recommended to us by Dr. Christopher Smith, mm -hmm. who was our primatologist from a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. And he said, you should have my friend on. She's a New Zealander sex expert. And we said, yes, we will have that. <laughs> we'll take one of those. So Don't have if, to ask twice. If you, live near, um, if you live near LA or you're visiting or traveling, then you can get tickets. Uh, click on the link through probablyscience.com because then the festival knows that you are coming to see us. Uh, and if you can't make it there, if you're nowhere near, you can also watch online. There's a live feed, right? Yeah, and it's only $20 if you use our $5 off coupon code. Uh, you can go to lapodfest.com slash live and use the code science. And for 20 bucks, you get access to the entire weekend streaming live and for three weeks after. So all 33 podcasts, uh, including ours, you can watch as they're happening. And then um, yeah. you can call over your friends for the next few weeks and uh, make them watch them again with you and yeah the rest of the podcasters include um wtf with mark Marin, um aisha tyler's girl on guy never not funny with jimmy pardo lots of great podcasts you can check it out over at lapodfest.com uh and guys how about that theme song pretty impressive well thanks guys thanks yeah. one of the better ones <laughs> put a lot of effort in good oh, to me yeah, i learned how to play the guitar especially sure sure uh no that's that's uh nick kellogg from uh, Portland, Oregon. Nick Kellogg from Portland, Oregon. Yeah, uh, sent that to us in the post. <laughs> Kellogg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, competitors, those guys would be. Yeah, competitors. I don't uh, get it. No? Well, yeah, it was a bit general. Nick, thank you so much. Uh, that was above amazing. Above and beyond. Above and beyond. Above and beyond. That was amazing. What's Nick's deal? Uh, Nick Kellogg is a, he's actually in, in production. He is, does some audio engineering and he manufactures percussion accessories. Mm -hmm. So uh, he's no stranger to a recording studio, as you can hear from that uh, as you incredible can hear. 
theme so song. Not actual percussion, just accessories. Yeah, percussion accessories. Accessories you know, to like the percussion. Plastic yeah. egg full of some buckshot that you would shake so as to keep tempo, maybe? No, yeah. that's proper percussion still. That's, that's, that's outside okay. of his remit. Okay. Percussion so accessory, like, sleeveless shirt. Sleeveless shirt, like a uh, paha, maybe? Yeah. Um, One of those like necklaces that's got feathers in it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, Ear spacers. Is spacers, the stretchers. Yeah, yes. the stretchers, for sure. Percussion accessories. For sure. Um, Thank you, Nick. We really appreciate the theme song. Uh, if anybody else wants to send in theme songs, we always appreciate it. Uh, you can it's kind of cool. Like, it's, why not keep this no, going? No, uh, this yeah. has been the best, getting theme songs from people. Please keep them, keep them coming. Email probablyscience at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at probablyscience. Uh, and we have some other people to thank, right? We have some donors. We do have donors. Uh, which, Guys, this is amazing that we have people that are willing to... to Kick in their own money to help us keep this thing afloat. We really appreciate it. You can do that by visiting probablyscience.com and Maybe clicking some, on donate. Sometimes we don't have the sponsorships. Sometimes, sometimes we do. You All keep wanting to talk about this as if it's a... Why can't we talk we about still, it? We still love Squarespace. I know we love Squarespace, but they don't love us right now. They do love us. No, they don't. They love what we've done for them. They've specifically <laughs> told me I'm <laughs> fucking hurting their company. <laughs> I built my own personal site, andytwood.com, using Squarespace. It took me, um, it was very quick. I believe you. I believe you. But this is not template. This is not a recoupable conversation we're having. (laughs) (laughs) This is just. There are some things I just believe in. I don't need money. Like Lagunitas IPA, for instance. I want to drink that. Uh, Go get a Lagunitas. Who donated? Who donated? But uh, we really appreciate Caroline, the donations, yes, is my point. Yes, they're yeah. great. Uh, Caroline Laco has a recurring payment. Thank you for that. Jacob Prescott from Norway stumbled over our, stumbled over our show recently. Uh, he Googled science podcasts, and luckily ours came up. Thank and you. And he wanted to thank us for uh, giving him some funny moments, so he sent in some money. Absolutely. Um, Catherine Ari sent us a very generous donation. Thank you so much, Catherine. You went with very generous on that? It's, it's very. It is very. It's definitely very generous. I have different yeah. adjectives for no, the amount. I can't tell you what they I mean, remember the email so. popping up and going that's very ah, generous very generous. Yeah, very generous very generous Christopher Louder also generous cool generous not throwing a very but generous generous Christopher Louder sure generous uh, he said he listens to a lot of podcasts ours is the only one that makes him laugh out loud he's from that Georgia. comment is very generous very, as a generous you comment. see what I'm saying that comment yes. is very generous your money is shit so that comment <laughs> his money is very generous <laughs> his money's no good here <laughs> His money's definitely good here, please. Yeah, yeah. No, we really appreciate it. Prussian francs, he said. It actually is no good here. It's uh... (laughs) a... We we appreciate all you guys who donate. It helps us run this thing. And also, we were talking about maybe using some of this money to get on the road. We've done live shows at various festivals, Mm -hmm. but we said, I go to some places that don't have festivals that got us. If, If you're in a city, particularly in America, but we're talking about maybe other places in the world, if you think there are enough people that would come out to a probably science show just drop us an email and say just please come here yeah. and if we get enough of them maybe we'll try and do like a, a live probably science in the afternoon and then, then a stand up show. show in the evening yeah right. I think it, it would be a lot of fun to do yeah I would yeah. love to because we, we love doing the podcast show and a- we love doing stand up shows together you know uh, let's get on the road guys let's road test this baby right so your donations help that they really help us a lot um, and if you're not able to donate uh, you can also really help us out by writing nice reviews online, telling your friends, spread the word, mm-hmm. tell other people who you think might like the show. Social yeah, media that, it, tweet it, Facebook it, that kind of thing. That that stuff uh, helps a ton. We really appreciate those those uh, iTunes reviews and comments and everything. And, and they, they, they warm our hearts. Mm-hmm. You're warming our hearts, everyone. And having said that, uh, we have a fellow podcaster and a writer for At Midnight here with us, uh, a return guest. The wonderful Jordan Morris. Hey, guys. Good to be back. Thank hey. you for coming. Um, I just want to go back uh, real quick to the the proper terminology for the start of fall. Mm-hmm. 
It's actually fall has jizzed. <laughs> okay. Fall <laughs> has jizzed. It's jizzing? sprayed. It's, okay. Yeah. It's sprayed. It's Semi-fluid. autumn colors all over it's, the fo- foliage. Yeah. It does make sense. Yeah. And it just it leaves its mark. It's an eruption. It's an yeah. eruption of yeah. cool weather. It is. It is. Chlora filled my tits with its jizz. <laughs> and do is that why you have green tits or greeny brown tits? I have greeny greeny brown tits. Yeah, you should weird. see like it like it's they're worth... deciduous tits. <laughs> deciduous. So deciduous. they change color. Yeah, they do. It's the worth going to Vermont. Uh, just to see Jesse's tits change. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you pick apples, you go to the cider mill. It's a lovely place to spend fall. And All the right. way they bounce on those hay rides, it really makes it... Yeah. So folksy. Yeah. Been, been dieting. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Complimenting them, Jesse. I, I like it. Then, uh, yeah, let's take compliment, bro. Yeah. We're go, saying they the look gym, amazing, going, especially going running. in the fall. Saying, I said you, I like your tits. Stop being so upset. <laughs> Being nice about them. They look great Jeez. under a light wrap or a scarf. Sure, sure. A shema. <laughs> sure. As is frequently worn on the playa. Oh, yeah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it, there is. it is. Yeah, part of why I wanted to have Jordan on the show this week is we both attended the Burning Man Festival mm-hmm. in Black Rock City, Nevada, and we haven't talked since. Yeah, this right. I think we, we, we gave it the old college try trying to find each other, but yeah. uh, it is, it, it's pretty impossible. I actually was trying to meet up with a couple people I knew from, from L.A. who were coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, did not see one of them. So. Just, just to be clear as well... Um, when they say they have not talked since, they don't mean just to each other. They mean this is the first time. <laughs> yeah. So good. I'm going to mispronounce some words. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Slur a little bit. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, not to, not to make you feel bad about this, but uh, one of our listeners, even though he's given the wrong address for me, was still able to find me. But, you know, okay. no big deal. Okay. You did yeah. come by my campsite, though, when I, I was there. Yeah. Left and, left and I came by yours. It was like the gift of the Magi or something. It was a lot of fun. Was, yeah. <laughs> ships <laughs> passing in the night. <laughs> drunk ships passing <laughs> in the drunk night. Yes. Um, so I've talked a bit about this on the podcast. If listeners don't know what Burning Man is, it's probably easiest for you to just look it up. But um, it's it's been going on for almost 30 years. I mean, you could say that about anything on our show. That's true. <laughs> Right. Look it up. Most you don't know what cell is. biology is. Just look it up. <laughs> you I don't think, know I what the story gonna... we've got about Pluto is. Just look it up. It's on the internet. Just why? You, why? You, why do? Why should we explain this shit to you? I feel like we could do a podcast where every week it's five seconds and it's just all three of us going Google it. Yeah, and then <laughs> we're gonna put the links on our website. We'll tweet them. <laughs> what, what, what more do you want? What do you want from us? But and if you after don't you get have... a sponsor, you can. You guys can just say like. Hey, uh, you know, uh, uh, molecular biology. Bing it. Bing it. Just bing it. It's just yeah. you listing things people should bing. Yeah. They always tried hard to get bing to be a verb. Like I worked at Microsoft uh, for a year, and if you ever said, if you used Google as a verb in a meeting, you would get like these death stares from people. Wow. What? It's like we're forcing ourselves to talk a way nobody talks. <laughs> bing is not a thing people say as, as a generic term to mean search for something. Well, like no, you say like, yeah. We, we should, guys, we're all going to Google it on Bing now as a company. This <laughs> yeah. is a company yeah. policy. We're whenever using you're... Bing to do our Googling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whenever, you... guys, whenever you need to Google something, I'm honest, I'm serious about this. We all work at Microsoft. You will Google on Bing. Yes. You will go to Bing.com and you will Search Google it Google. there. Search <laughs> <laughs> for yeah. Bing, Google.com. Yeah, yeah. Find yourself. Anyhow, um, so Burning Man is this week-long festival in the desert. It's been on for almost 30 years now. It started as a little thing on Baker Beach. Not, not solid. It stops. It's like a yearly thing. Okay, I said week-long, didn't I? 
Oh yeah, sorry, I missed a week long. Annual. Yeah, okay. that's no, 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 thirty years. People have died. Their their children have replaced them. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but by the way, <laughs> trial Mars color. Son, it's... naked party in my place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a festival uh, celebrating anything and everything. It's a decentralized. It's almost like a fringe festival in the sense that there's no um, official events that are put on by the central organization but everyone there is expected to contribute and and be a part of what's happening so you'll have things happening people will put in their own money to build these elaborate art cars that drive around the desert or giant art installations like there was a thing that was the size of the statue of liberty that was two human heads embracing this wooden sculpture and it cost almost half a million dollars to build and then it was burned on friday morning it's all so it's all it's i guess it's also um supposed to be a personification or an example of um is it a mandala is that what that thing's called you draw on the sand and then it's just gone yeah yeah so I it's think like so. a lot of work to build Attracts. something that's just going to be gone sure. in a week um just because you know life is impermanent yeah, guys man. right futile man right yeah it's just so i went there with some friends and uh i was there for the full week as a real burner would do and Jordan was a bit of a tourist. Yeah, yeah, sure. I was a, uh, I was the uh, Johnny Greenhorn who came in for the long weekend. <laughs> so um, when did you you showed up Thursday? Yeah, so I I came I came Friday morning. I came in okay. uh, early Friday morning. Uh, rented a car and kind of drove out. Um, How yeah. did you? By the way, when you say you rented a car. Did they have any idea that you were going to then drive it into the desert in a dust storm? Yeah, well, here's here's the advice I got, RE, renting a car, right. is uh, is that you're supposed to lie to the rental car company because they, they know. And yeah, I mean, it's a good way for their cars to get thrashed. Um, so I was kind of prepared with my lie. Okay. Uh, and I, I oh oh I had a lie what a lie I had anyways uh, so I was did it rhyme with Burning Man <laughs> yeah uh, I'm going, going to uh, turning ham <laughs> it's a place where we rotate ham were you to <laughs> apply glaze the ones where you were uh, making up a guy's name by objects in the room <laughs> right yeah uh, I'm, I'm, I'm here to see my friend Alamo Avis <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> budget going, dollar I'm going to visit w- Walter D- desk chair and we're gonna <laughs> Bag- yeah. <laughs> yeah, baggage claim airport Starbucks. <laughs> Imagine if that was the end of the usual suspects. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly realizes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> he's like, he's like yeah, we've known the whole time. Why did it take Chaz Palminteri this long to figure it out? Wow. Um, um, so what did you tell him? So so here's here's kind of how it... So I, I was on the... On the plane, uh, I, I noticed a, a, a young lady with feathers in her hair and an anime hoodie. Okay. And after we got off the plane, I was like, hey, wild guests going to Burning Man? And she's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, hey, I've, I've never been before. Uh, do, you, do you need a ride? I would, I would, you know, I would love, love the, the company and someone to tell me where it is. Uh, I am such a tourist at this point. Uh, right. And she's like, hey, I've already, I'm already getting a ride on something called the Burner Express. Okay. Uh, she's like, but there's a lot of people around who are uh, who are going. So if I see anybody that needs a ride, I'll I'll tell them to find you. So now, a, it, do you think that would really insult someone if you just assumed they were going to Burning Man and they weren't? Yeah. Oh, I, definitely. It was a shot in the dark. I yeah, mean, I because I figure if you just asked her and she could have just been like, "No, I'm just. This is what people wear now." Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm. Uh, yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm a random teen. This right. <laughs> right. Right. Like. I'm a hip young teen. Yeah. I like what are Tumblr. you talking about? Yeah. And this is what we all dress like. <laughs> <laughs> While we Snapchat, um, <laughs> snap with their Snapchatting, with their, yeah, their Tumblr on on divines. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, you, right. That was a that was a uh, that was a hail mary, but it sure. uh, it worked out okay. And after, I think it's a fair bet. 
was a fairly yeah no you're right yeah it was uh it was wasn't wasn't uh, you were also I mean that much of a long you were also come on yeah right right you were also like you you need a ride. Yeah, I'd like to see that anime sweatshirt crumpled up on the uh, corner of my tent. No, no, I, I, I do realize that that sounded a little bit lascivious. I was gen- genuinely looking hey, for someone. Rules of the desert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to have sex with anyone at any time. Uh, you just don't know what Burning Man is. Right. You're just like, this is how it works, right, guys? Yeah. Oh, 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 no. I need to apologize to a lot of people right now. (laughs) Oh, boy. I have done a lot of random masturbating. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. I thought the burning was because of the pee sensation. Right. uh, It's uh, it's apparently a metaphor for impermanence. Oh, boy. Here here it was. Uh, was my face right out. I thought, fuck fest. Turns out, guys. Oh, boy. Man's impermanence. You know, in in hindsight, a sandy desert is an awful place for an orgy, and I should have known that this would not. Be a fuck fest. There are of... orgies. We should get. To, well, I guess. We'll, so let's. So yes, let's you're get, taking... Let's get you into the into Black Rock City. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, so, you... so I'm at the rental car. Dev, the most interesting part of my Burning Man story. My <laughs> my renting the car to get there. Sure. Uh, I am. Uh, so I'm at the desk, and the, uh, the the gal asked me, "So, what brings you to town today?" And I could tell tell that was kind of like you flew into Vegas, uh, Reno, Reno. Yeah. Um, I'm just here to gawk at some fatties. <laughs> right, right. So, that's what's in Reno. Um, <laughs> gawk at some... <laughs> you know, some fatties and crocs. I have uh, seen a billboard for that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. come for the gambling. Yeah. Say to gawk well, yeah, we, the fatties. We should point out that isn't that isn't body shaming or anything that uh, children do. That is actually just a show that they put on at one of the casinos. Right, that's right, the yeah. name of it. Right, exactly. Yeah. So they, it's a great review. The... They're reclaiming it and they're owning it, and good for them. Yeah. Sure. The, <laughs> so I said, it's like it's like how people in the Northeast get pissed when like the leaf gawkers come to town. Oh yeah, sure. You know like, oh mean? boy, it's, oh the it's fat, August. The fat gawkers are here. Let's watch the fatties uh, turn. Tourists. Uh, um, so, uh, so what brings you to town? It's like, well, I have some, I have some friends who just had a new baby, and I'm, uh, I'm here to. So here I'm to going to the, Burning Man. So I'm going avoid. to Burning Man to do drugs and fucking a tent <laughs> in honor of this new baby. So I, had, I like to imagine during this conversation you have a Viking helmet on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah well, my friends. Oh, they the had cup. a baby. You stripped know, to the waist, like the, the bottom half of you is dressed as a fawn, <laughs> right? Exactly. Covered in electroluminescent wires. <laughs> right. Right. Right, you got a you got a pan flute. Well, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I'm here goggles. for yeah, exactly. I'm uh, well. I work in the Tupperware business, and we're having our conference at the Reno Airport Hilton. Anyway, let me refill my phallus with right. <laughs> <laughs> with pudding, <laughs> which that's I, what I do. It that's how I contribute to this festival. I go around and I offer people pudding from my phallus. Yeah, exactly. Sure, exactly. I offer phallus pudding from my <laughs> from my fawn's penis. Wow. Uh, wow. Um, so uh, so I'm you know I've got this spiel and I have some I have I do have uh, some friends who had a baby so I'm like already you're loopholing I've, I've got these you keep sense memory of like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You understand what it's like keeping the lie close to the yeah, truth yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly so I'm, I'm I have a real life experience to draw from if she wants more specifics and as how weird would she be if she did huh. Yeah, she's like, let me tell what's the gender of the baby. How much did it weigh? How long have you known these friends? Where did you guys meet? Yeah. Briss? Briss? <laughs> yeah, is this a Jew? Is baby a Jew? <laughs> that's, that's personal, <laughs> Avis lady. <laughs> um, 
as I'm doing this, this, uh, this Taiwanese man who uh, doesn't speak great English mm-hmm. comes up to me and says, they tell me you are going to Burning Man. <laughs> and I know that wasn't a good Taiwanese no, impression. Not, but you got the point across. <laughs> wow. And I had to look at him and say, nope. He's like, but he's like protesting in oh, front of the rental car lady. He's like, he doesn't get it? No, he doesn't. He's like, but she told me, and she, he pointed to the anime girl, she told me you were going to Burning Man. And I'm like, nope, must be somebody else. And I had to look at the lady like, with a lot of kooks out. <laughs> a lot of kooks out I today, mean, huh? You don't have to tell me. We meet them all in the Tupperware business. Yeah, well, oh boy, this, there's a lot, of, a lot of personalities in the Tupperware business. Uh, attracts a lot of, uh, yeah. Um... So I had to like shake this guy who just looked. You said kooks, right? Kooks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taiwanese guy. Right, so, yeah. So, you know, a kook. Um, um, so she rented you the car? So she rented me the car, and after I. So I left the. I left the terminal and then walked down like two other terminals, circled back, mm-hmm. found the Taiwanese guy. I'm like, hey, I am going to Burning Man. I had to lie to the rental car lady. I'm happy to give you a ride. So me and the Taiwanese guy and these two other randos that we picked up drove out to Burning Man. It was lovely. Nice. Um, uh, so yeah. my um, Wow. A friend of mine, um, Barry Casanola, he's a British comic, uh, and he he rented like an RV, like a caravan to go to Glastonbury. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, that's like a that's like a Coachella esque music festival. Yeah, well, it's somewhere. It it's somewhere between like Coachella. It's huge. It's a massive yeah. festival. It's somewhere between Coachella and elements of like elements of Burning Man, like that kind of. In sure. the, there's there's all the music stuff, but there's a ton of other stuff. There's like the green fields and the sacred circle, and there, there's a whole um air, like bits called Arcadia, which is people have built these huge sculptures with fire coming out of it. Uh, stuff goes twenty four seven round. Or like goes twenty four hours through the night, like crazy, crazy stuff. The the thing I saw and, going around from Glastonbury this year is Dolly Parton uh, <laughs> playing yakety sax on a tiny saxophone. That also what? happened. Uh, yes, Dolly Parton in the middle of her set took out a tiny saxophone and played yakety sax because can, she was in England. Can can she actually play saxophone? Yeah, and she, she was, was great. She, what? Uh, like I, the the saxophone bit might well have been cheated, but she can she can play a ton of instruments. Oh, like, okay. she's I didn't know that. Yeah, like she's one of those people. Like, like she's remarkably talented. Yeah. Like multi, multi instrumentalist songwriter. Her theme park is shit. Is it? I've been to Dollywood. <laughs> oh no! Dollywood. Oh, I'm disappointed to hear that. But Gatlinburg is great. It's in it's in a town called Gatlinburg. Yeah. Which I think does it have roller coasters? What's the? Yeah, it's got some roller coasters, but it's it's just very, you know, quilt of many colors. Hey y'all, come on down to Dollywood. We're gonna. <laughs> Paying for gold, and we're gonna make our own cotton candy. All of this sounds fun. (laughs) No, no, it's. I I guess it's just the the situation. I would go with. uh, It's where we would do our family reunions. We'd always go to Gatlinburg because it was halfway between Nashville and where uh, my dad's side of the family lives in North Carolina. So go rent ourselves a mountain house. Mm -hmm. Um, And really, it's just my whole family getting blackout drunk and then going going to like a. You know, to go pan for gold and make your own cotton candy. Yeah, and get like a weird black and white old west photo. <laughs> yes, you know, I'm no stranger to that. I'll pay for those. I totally pay for those. Yeah. I love it. Um, so, so uh, hang on. So you got, so you got in. With, oh, hang on. Drove in, oh, oh right. yeah, the yeah. Glastonbury so, R- RV. So, so Barry's about Barry's trying to rent, um, oh. rent an RV to go to Glastonbury. And Glastonbury can turn into a muddy swamp. Like if it rains, then it turns into sure this like uh com- like lake basically. Uh, it's on a far. It's on farmland that was never designed to have a festival. Uh, so the guy rents it, and 
he he calls up this private rental guy. Uh, guy. It's, I think it's just like a private guy who rents out his his own RV. It's not a company. Like he just keeps to himself. And, and he goes, uh, "What are you renting the the RV for? What are you renting the caravan for?" And he goes, uh, "Oh, uh, me and the wife are going on a uh, on a road trip. We're just taking a." Just traveling around, uh, going to hit some spots. He goes, really? Because it's uh, Glastonbury weekend. This weekend is like, oh, is it? What are the chances? I hadn't even... <laughs> is it? Woo! I mean, what's that? I, I, I mean... I watch it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so he agrees to rent it to him. And then the guy messages... Like, I think he actually calls him about a mm. week later and goes, uh, uh, just uh, Googled your name. Uh, Barry Castanola. There's, there appears to be Barry Castanola performing at Glastonbury. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. That was just a spur of the moment thing. I just, uh, you know, why not? I told the wife we were on our road trip. <laughs> told the wife. Uh, figured, fun, you know, uh, I've got my uke. She's got her uke. Let's, uh... <laughs> sure. <laughs> anyway, yes. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. You got me. <laughs> he just had to own up to it. What yeah, did he, did he charge he him did, extra? No, he rented it in the end. He was like, yeah. I'm sorry. I lied to you. I'm I'm very very sorry. Thought you for the lies. <laughs> yeah. Thought you wouldn't rent it to me if you knew I was going. That's a li- man. Yeah, every RV at Burning Man is is so destroyed. Like the dust is so fine, it just gets in everything. Well, I was gonna, like the re- your rental car. You must have taken it through a car wash before you brought it. Yeah. Back. So kind of what I what I did was I I um you know I had like a you know a day in Reno afterwards. So I I drove to the nearest car wash and. Uh, uh, it they Reno knows what's going on, so the car wash that day cost eighty dollars. No, so I so yeah, I was I I was very <sighs> Wait, mad. Are you serious? Yeah, it totally cost eighty dollars. So I For, it was like an automatic car wash. Yeah, like, just like a car wash. It wasn't a not a hand car wash. Just one of the like you just, just, just drive, like drive through, through, through it. Eighty dollars. Yeah, mother. So I uh, what? So I found a. So I had the whole day. So I found a. Fuck all of that. Yeah, no, that, I, know, that, I, know. I can't even. I can't totally. even do the rest of this episode now. There was a place as you're going. There's like an 80 mile stretch of road before you hit the main highway where you're going through like a Native American reservation, and there were a bunch of places advertising car washes for like five or ten dollars. Yeah, I I I, uh, I, I drove down the freeway a little bit and found found one for twenty. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, wow. that was uh, a little more reasonable, and uh, yeah, definitely didn't get get dinged by the uh, rental car company. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. Good Burning uh, Man story. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. And nothing else happened. Yeah. I had a rental car snafu. <laughs> A uh, fun interaction with a Taiwanese man. Yeah. Sometimes it's the journey. I cannot. It really yeah, is. Exactly. It really I, is. I, um, it's such a weird thing to complain about, but it really does suck when someone is involved in an interaction and they don't pick up on the fact that you're completely lying to someone else. Sure. And, <laughs> or it's the best kind of comedy also. It's, it's a really, great kind of comedy, but really it, it, it also it sucks because you can't like complain about it because you're the one being awful. Right, yeah, exactly. But I've had several situations where I'm just lying through my teeth at somebody, and then I'm just with someone's like, what, no, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) It's awful. Yeah. It's awful. So, Andy, what did did your camp contribute? Because you were going with pros. They went, no, but these guys were all first-timers who were just overachievers. Okay, Okay, interesting. They just wanted to go and contribute in a big way the first year. So you can just go as a regular camp and go experience it all, but the idea is to be participating. Sure. They were like, we're going to do a theme camp, uh, which is why we had that pretty prime placement we were pretty close to the center of everything and our theme was heart and soul and we built this giant probably like 30 or 40 feet in diameter geodesic dome which as it turns out it's a pretty common structure because it's easy to transport just the bars yeah i stayed in a dome myself yeah so uh and then inside that there was an engineer in our group who built this um we built this like metal scaffolding of a heart and then put um branches and, and just bent wood all around it and then hung from that these pieces of leather that had that we'd like individually 
um, spray painted with a, a Burning Man thing because that's that's like the gift because you're supposed to be gifting everything. Sure. There's no money exchanging hands. And then inside that heart, there was a, a light that was hooked up to an IR sensor, and you put your finger on that, and it matches your pulse with the beating of the heart. And so that's the heart. And then we were going to be playing soul music, hence heart and soul. Um, I was sort of of the mind that we should just go and experience it because we're all new to it, and we're not going to want to be confined to yeah, hosting I guess, I, at our sure. campsite. I think that's, that's kind of the Ended thing up, of when you have those yeah. cool installations, you have to be there to tend to them. Yeah. Or at least you need to have shifts of people who... Right. No Someone one needs to, to refill be, the phallus yeah. when the pudding is gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, occasionally we had things there. Guys, like, you were meant to be on shift two hours ago, yeah. Yeah. and we are out of pudding. <laughs> people people are, are just, coming up, they're sucking on the phallus, yeah. nothing's coming out. <laughs> I mean, they lick it's the sides for a bit. Yeah, right. I mean, they can get like, some residual pudding, <laughs> sure. It's on there. It's like you guys have never drained a fond scrotum before. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, people didn't want to like host too often, so we were mostly out exploring everything else, but there was a nice little home base to come back to, and sometimes we had events there. And we also put on some things. We had like a, a bike tour, a tour de Franzia, we called it, where we were bringing around boxed wine, or bladders from boxed wine. That is so fucking clever. That is just <laughs> like, that, yeah, I just want, every time you've told me about that, I've wanted to applaud it. Tour it's de Franzia, great, it's it great. Was, people loved it. Like We were dressed up you oh, know, yeah. with like biking jerseys and uh, going around the playa and forcing people to drink out of uh, bladders of wine. Yeah. So that was that was fun. Um, but that, like book, that book is full of activities, and a surprising number of them are not just um, exploring your shamanistic vulva or you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it really, like, there are, you know, what, there are What kind book? Of, uh, uh, they give you a oh, you know what? Let like, me bring it out. You guys guide. can... One second. Yeah, okay. some of the... Uh, so what... You get a... Like a program. Yeah, it's like a visitor's guide, kind of. Okay. It has all the stuff. And it's, it's... Yeah, I was kind of surprised at the visitor's guide because it's not really available anywhere online. So you kind of, like, realize what's going on when you get there. And, uh, yeah, okay. it's definitely... It seems that, you know, there's some, there's kind of, like, two, you know, not mutually exclusive but kind of different tones going on it's there's the you know kind of mindfulness yoga e self-help become a better person through meditation and etc and then there's like uh get blackout drunk at the at the, at the, at the titty corral like <laughs> the titty corral <laughs> uh so yeah so there's definitely like both of those kinds of things going on sure sure uh, and yeah, and kind of one one feeds the other, you know, better better living through. Well, they, getting I, blackout drunk. I assume you just out. oscillate between those two points of view throughout the week. Yeah, yeah, for, uh, for sure. And I think there's definitely definitely room for both. And so. he's uh, looking increasingly frustrated as he can't find his booklet. Guys, it's not going to happen. Oh, oh yeah. no! Did you you threw it in the effigy at the end? I or? must have. It's but it's like a good hundred two hundred page book. It had some great things you guys would have enjoyed. Uh, so just imagine I had found that and we'd been through it. <laughs> we really enjoyed drumming. it. Yeah. Um, Let, let's gear things back towards the science end of things because that's why we... This is... Yeah, I was, a, I was really impressed with... Even though there is... Like, there are all the different subcultures that you probably... Pr- the stereotypes are true. Like, there are a lot of, like, rave kids. There are a lot of uh, sort of full-time clown carny types. Mm-hmm. There are, yeah, girls with, like, Kirigumi and uh, anime hoodies and stuff. But there are also, uh, like, Elon Musk was there, Mark Zuckerberg, um, all these tech titans are there. And we were pretty close to a camp called the Institute, which is, um, I think, mostly Caltech-based people. And they build ridiculously awesome things. Like, they built this uh, Tesla coil that's hooked up to a synthesizer, and it pulses the lightning to match the frequency of the note you play. So it's like we suddenly heard this buzzing and this deafening organ noise and saw these bolts of flashing light 
like 100 yards from our campsite and walked over the first night. And I met um, this guy, Matt Faulkner, who had helped design it, a Caltech computer scientist we're going to have on the show in a little while. And uh, yeah, it's... In a little while, by the way, we mean like later this episode. This episode. Yes. yes. This episode, yes. Um, and I found out there are all these guys doing crazy, amazing things. Like, it, it sort of reminds me of the space program in the sense that there are all these ancillary things that end up getting discovered in the course of someone trying to build a really cool mobile soundstage. Like all these things that end up being useful outside of Burning Man in, in real life. Like all these tech innovations kind of born of the fact that this is this, uh, not to get all libertarian on you, but uh, you know, this regulation free area to do whatever crazy <laughs> shit, no matter how dangerous it is. Like sort of safety third is one of the things they say at Burning Man. Like you'll build this giant 60 foot structure. It spins around. Everyone can climb on it. And if they fall and die, so, so <laughs> they, 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 they might yeah. be on drugs. They might be on drugs. Well, I did d- you climb up the spinny, uh, the giant metal ball thing? Oh, I didn't climb the spinny ball. I climbed a wooden structure. Safer than metal. Uh, yeah, yeah. I climbed a, uh, while on drugs, climbed a metal, uh, climbed this wooden structure. Uh, we're at the top. There was a giant rope hammock where everyone was having a pillow fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was great. It was really, really, really terrific. I do, uh, I mean, I do wonder about safety at Burning Man, though. How does that work? Surely there's first aid and things like that. There's a hospital. I mean, first of all, it's a city of 70,000 people. Right. So they have the amenities of a city that size. Like, people all come and donate their time to be manning a real functioning hospital. There are three working Outback Steakhouses. (laughs) (laughs) Full service. Yeah, yeah. Which ones? Are, I feel like two of them aren't as good, though. Yeah, once ones, you know, a, the older ones yeah. are, have a bad element, but the new ones are really nice. Uh, great bloomin' onion. Great oh, bloomin' yeah. onion. Great bloomin' onion. Great bloomin'. Um, but yeah, somebody somebody got run over by an art car this year, and I don't know how I don't know how often there are deaths, but it's uh, seventy thousand people, and and sure, a lot of different stuff can. But happen. It, it also sounds like a it's it's seventy thousand people, but unlike another city of seventy thousand people where everyone's just getting up and going to work and then going home. People are literally just like, all right, I'm going to put on my axe juggling show. And, you know, <laughs> right, it's, right. it's just pure danger. It is pure danger. And there are children. There are families. People bring their entire families. And I just wonder what 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 the, it, it, yeah. what that's going to do to a, a malleable young mind in the long term. What's sure. the effect of... Did you see many kids running I did around? see a lot of kids, and I questioned the, <laughs> the, the parenting Parental of the decisions. people who brought them. Yeah. Uh, not a parent myself, so who am I to judge? But, I think uh, you're fairly a parent. Yeah, yeah uh, you know what? I am a parent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I mean, you know, but it's no weirder than what's on that internet, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah. blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, it's, you know... I guess the kids will see a lot of tits. Yes, sure. there's a lot of nakedness. I was surprised at how, like I listened to another podcast, um, Sex Nerd Sandra on the Nerdist Network. She was talking with the people that, that started and run the Orgy Dome, sure. that sex camp that is an orgy in the desert all weekend long, all week long. What? What are you saying? Yeah, there's an Orgy Dome. Orgy Dome. Orgy Dome. You can only go in as a couple. It's, it's a That's not an orgy. or more. What I'm saying, like single guys can't just go in. That's not how an orgy works. That's how orgies make their money. Single guys, <laughs> yeah. Creepy single guys, single guys. Creepy yeah, yeah, single guys. I think that's that's swinger protocol. Swinger right protocol there. is women yeah. can always go in or couples, but like single dudes, come on. No, single that's, dudes can, but they pay a huge cover. I'm uh, serious. That's how that's how this shit works. But then this is a place that has no money. I know. There's no yeah. There's no, no money, money so, involved. Yeah, that's out. Couples only. Um, but anyhow, so on that podcast, um, they if talked can, about if a single dude can get in if he's got some sweet ganj. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> 
they talked about how like or some pudding. Don't question where it came from. from. <laughs> or, yes, or a Fawn's phallus <laughs> riddled <laughs> with pudding. Wait, F A W Fawn or Fawn's? A F I. Chocolate today. <laughs> Sit by on it. it. <laughs> by, by it, I mean my pudding shooting phallus. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, so Sex Nerd Sondra was saying how she thought it was empowering to see all these different body types naked. I found it to be very uh, self-selecting of attractive people. Like, of course. I was, I was remark- it was remarkably... Of course. Like, really, really attractive naked people all over the place. Yeah. Very few non-conventionally attractive naked people. So, I mean, people. I think that, yeah, I mean, I definitely like, like, I think Burning Man attracts the yoga teachers and snowboard instructors of the world like yeah. it's first and foremost a gathering of yoga instructors and snowboard teachers mm-hmm. uh so yeah i mean it definitely definitely attracts an outdoorsy fit uh, uh type so yeah i mean there's a lot of but i mean there are a there is a segment that is just like extras from an episode of hbo's real sex right, uh, right. but uh, yeah i mean i think the 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 uh, the quality of the bods is pretty high the quality of the bods i is felt high. self-conscious re my bod uh <laughs> because of all the all the all the all the nice looking uh, pilates toned climbing gym uh yes. physiques there are a lot of the climbers and things there definitely sure but it but it is a self-selecting as far as like showcasing your body goes that's always self-selected right right i mean like not it's it's a it's really a small minority that was naked but still like any time if you were just walking around here and one out of 100 people you saw on the street was walking around naked you, that's the one you'd report on the end of the day and be like that was something i saw today no yeah. sure sure but i mean we yeah, see little examples only... i mean we had the we had a pool, pool party, party here yes. the other day and it's you know who's who's in the thongs who's in the thongs you yeah. know what i mean it's not not a, not every lass <laughs> i didn't here. know we had any friends that were like Pool party thong people. <laughs> I invited them. I told. We'll talk about it yeah. out there. Did you guys have some thongs in the last? We, we've oh, talked yeah. about this yeah. on the show before as well. <laughs> comedians have started getting in shape, and it's just it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's really yeah. upsetting me. I don't think they were comedians, were they? No, they weren't. They, no, 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 no. But there's were... a lot of there's a lot of comedians who've been hitting the gym recently. Yeah, here's some it's... assholes are running triathlons <laughs> now. Andy Wood, sorry. ruin it for the rest of us. I know. Well, yeah, comics are getting very, very in shape. I always view it as a. Uh, you know, I'm like, well, sure, but yeah, but surely that makes you less funny, right? <laughs> it makes you less funny to be beautiful. You're getting piscopoing or uh, carrot topping, as we talked about those carrot verbs topping. of like, you yeah. don't get more funny as you get more jacked as a comedian, right? You rarely do. You have to fight too, I think. But yeah, it, uh, so obviously, showcasing your body is a self-selecting. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've but, never- but it is, but it is a. a, a People do try their best to not act like any of this stuff is a big deal. Like everybody is, it, radical inclusion is is one of the guiding principles of it. Everyone's supposed to be included, unless like me, you look a little bit like a cop, in which case you're probably a cop. <laughs> Narc. Yeah, but I forgot my ID one day, and anytime I go to a camp that was like a bar, giving my booze, where they're supposed to ask for ID, they're like. Don't narc on us. You're, you're a narc. You're yeah. a cop. Like, why would they hire someone it's, to look like me? It's to be me, a normal young person. Yeah. I'm just here to have a good time with you, other young people. <laughs> And I was Do you like, have any uh, alcohol hair. booze? I am not like you, gentlemen. Could drink. I'd love to. I'd love to drink it and talk about popular music. <laughs> you know the kind. Did you go to any events uh, besides getting up in your in your pillow fighting uh, net fort 
thing? Uh, you... Yeah, let's see. I mean, I went to the I went to the burning of the man, okay. which was yeah. delightful. Uh, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of writing Is around. Is that the guy that died? That's what they did with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they burned him. It was uh, it was Jesus. upsetting. Sounds savage. Uh, no, what is that? The actual burn? Is it a they giant? build a, like a hundred foot, maybe eighty? How tall is it? It's big. A giant big. wooden effigy, and they burn that at the end of the at week. At least Godzilla it's, sized. It's Godzilla sized, definitely. Okay, that's a sort of symbolic. Uh, I mean, actually, I think the official word is like some people think it's supposed to be the man with like. Quotes, you know? What? No, they're not burning the man. Burning that's a, the yeah, man. that's a little on the that's, nose, yes. man. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm not even sure there was a reason for the initial one. They did. A, it was a small gathering in like 1988 on Baker Beach, and I thought maybe the guy who started it was going through a breakup, and it was just symbolizing the end of a phase of his life or something. It was symbolizing but, Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> um, just wrote a Sheila specific, yeah. Um, but th- that's so that's a big party night. That's Saturday night, and uh, then the next night is. Did you stay? Through Sunday night, I left. I left early Sunday evening, so oh, okay. I, I missed the temple, which the everybody temple says is, is like is half a mile amazing. farther out in the desert, past the man. That's a more somber place where everyone memorializes lost loved ones and things. And that was the more fun night when that was burning for me because you're not subjected to the constant onslaught of EDM. Yeah, that's which, that was. Oh, I mean, God. I in general had just a fucking great time at this it thing. I loved yeah. it. You know, like and. It, it's it's for so many years it's existed as just a punchline to me and I was me glad too. I got to yeah. go and like you know have fun and experience it and have a great time oh boy electronic music's oh bad my God. How, oh how does boy everybody, how how do they all for a week there's an amazing thing they have it's uh, it's called the Thunderdome and it is a Mad Max inspired Thunderdome yeah. where people have the people um are on hanging from bungee cords and they fight with these um inside a geodesic dome yeah yeah, yeah and, and they fight with these you know uh, foam, batons foam, foam batons, batons yeah. ears, and I was and people are climbed up and, all yeah, over and it's, the it's, dome it's, like in the movie it's, it's a totally amazing thing yeah. and I was I was watching it I'm like why am I enjoying this so much other than it's fucking cool yeah. oh that's right they're playing metal music and that has a guitar in it yeah. I'm like yeah. oh I'm just thank god like I don't like metal but like oh I'm listening to a guitar this is amazing yeah. for the first yeah. time all weekend uh, so yeah it is very monolithic when it comes to the music I can't yeah, believe sure. nobody has like tapped into the because when I think about how big those parties are out in the desert I think about there's 70,000 people mm-hmm. even though this there's 5,000 people watching Skrillex. It seems like the biggest thing ever. There are 65,000 people not doing this. Yeah. And I feel like someone just needs to cater to... There are people who are hungry for things that aren't I know. It's like, it's like, it's like I your, swear there you, are. You know, I think the, the, your celebrity DJs get out there. Your Skrillexes, your... Diplo was there. Apex uh, Twinses. Uh, uh, chem, chemical meth? Or, uh, chemical chemical, chemical meth. Yeah. Chemical Crystal meth. meth. It was yeah. Chemical meth out there. Yeah. And so I can't remember the names of the other DJs. Yeah. Yeah. Chemical uh, meth? Can we fly out Dinosaur Jr.? Can we just... <laughs> I, I mean, I know you don't pay them. I know you don't want it to be corporate, uh, but... Tame Impala would get a big audience out in the sure. desert, wouldn't they? That'd be perfect. Yeah. So when you finally got up to the gates with yes. your entourage, uh, there's there's a person, there's like a welcome person that right, stops yeah. you in your car. Uh-huh. They force you to get out of your car. Yes. Hug them. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you did this. All of this happened, yeah. Did, and did so, they ask you if you were a virgin? Yeah, they asked me if I was a virgin. I said yes. They made me uh, roll around they in made the you sand roll on the dust. Uh, yeah. to ring a bell. Uh-huh. I rang a giant steel bell. Uh, and yeah, and I hugged, and, and the woman who greeted me was... Oh gosh, she was. Her name was Rocket Girl. Okay, okay. she was sixty-ish. This might have been the same one. Uh, American flag bikini. Oh, okay, no, no. Sixty-ish-year-old uh, woman, and you know, again, I. There were some. <laughs> there were some hot young steampunk gals. <laughs> To welcome, to welcome kiosks over. It's not about that. Not that I didn't love hugging. Right. 
60-year-old rocket girl. I did. When She's she hugged amazing, you, huh? did she say anything to you? Oh, I think she said, welcome home, Welcome right? home. Welcome they home. say welcome, welcome home when you get there. And I was yeah. like, all right. Okay. And I still had my regular world cynicism hat on and rolling yeah. my eyes. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 tough to... It, it's, it's It was a strange thing going as a comedian, you know, because obviously I think we all... You have that you know filter it. on all the time. You know it first yeah. and foremost as something to joke about. It's the, you know, it's the naked hippie drug fest. Oh, wait for the helicopter. I won't pick up. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Our mics are awful. Um, so, yeah, but it was, it, was, it, it was a strange kind of push-pull between am I just gawking at this or am I in the spirit of it? Yeah. And, yeah, and I think, I think, you know, speaking for myself, I did a pretty good job of being in the spirit. And I think I, I, took, some, I took some spiritual junk away from it. Yes. And I appreciated the, you know, the mm. kind of metaphor of the impermanence of mm. blah bitty blah bitty blah And, yeah. the, and the, like, the greeting everyone with the assumption that they're nice and like, just treating everyone well for a week is pretty cool. Oh, it's great. Like, greeting and hugging is like, this isn't that weird. This is no, sort of nice. I'm, <laughs> kind, I'm kind of into hugging. So, like, hugging a random dude after he, fine with that. you know, gives me a snow cone? Yeah. I'm fine with that. Did you see any, did you uh, draw any conclusions about my camp when you met those guys when I wasn't there when you came by? Uh, they seemed, it, I, I think I, I saw them, uh, I think I went to your camp and met everybody after a pretty, uh, a, probably a pretty tough night. Oh, Everybody oh, seemed oh. pretty hungover. Yeah. But, the, but some of the guys are pretty um, beefy, and everyone was shirtless building the dome on the first day and we were right near the institute but the other side of us were a couple gay camps and they kept coming by and this like shocked the rest of my camp for some reason but they were like those guys keep coming by and asking us if we'll show them our cocks <laughs> i'm like yeah that's what's gonna like you don't have to I've do got it a story like, about that totally reasonable for them to ask you it's reasonable for you to say no but don't act shocked that's happening <laughs> at burning man like, right yes that's uh here's a story about re gay camp and cock showing sure um <laughs> Uh, so the, the the so yeah so there are there are gay camps and there was one that was uh, making snow cones that was their thing. Okay. What do you want more out in a hot desert than a fucking you want snow a delicious cone? snow cone? Yes. You want a delicious snow you cone? You want a snow that, cone? Yeah. So some Italian shaved ice. There's two lines at the snow cone booth. One is a regular line and one is for exhibitionists. Mm-hmm. So I stood in the exhibitionist line, much shorter. Uh, <laughs> much shorter. It's a much shorter line. Yeah. So I got up to the front. I'm like, well, what do you got to do to get the snow cone? And the guys working this booth are the most, like, beautiful, sure. jacked gay guys. You know, real real West Hollywood gym rat types. Yeah. Uh, they were in Speedos at, like, tool belts. And uh, they're making the snow cones. And I'm like, well, what do you got to do to get the snow cone? And he's like, um, well, you have to show me your penis. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I dropped my pants. And he's looked and he's like, well, there it is. Okay. Like, you did it? Aren't you going to applaud me? Aren't you going to like high five? Like, where's my you go girl? Like, he was just so unimpressed. Like, could not have been more blasé about me whipping it out. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm like, isn't this supposed to be a fucking party where you tell me my penis is beautiful and then we hug and <laughs> okay, there give it me is. a snow cone? Wow. You guys, I think we're now joined. Am I correct? We have on the phone with us from Caltech, Matt Faulkner. Thank you for joining us, Matt. Thank you. Glad to be here. So we were talking about um, the first day when I was setting up camp. We st- we heard this noise coming from a uh, hundred yards away, and <laughs> and I shouldn't say noise. This beautiful music <laughs> it was very loud, and we saw flashes of light and walked over to see that there was a Tesla coil hooked up to a synthesizer playing all manner of video game theme songs and other. Uh, I was surprised no one played Axel F. Like it was obvious some people were just coming by and like. 
picking out the thing that you're taught on, uh, you know, like the, fr- the first yeah. keyboard song, you know. Uh, a lot of participation, a lot of uh, kind of beginner piano lessons, but that's okay. So you built this, uh, you, you actually had a Kickstarter to build this Tesla coil, correct? Or that's, Indiegogo? That's, that's correct. There were a, a group of us um, based in LA primarily uh, who wanted to get this off the ground. And so while we started working in this uh, probably last year in December, um, you know, to really build something big for Playa, we needed to raise money. So we ran a Kickstarter campaign. So you raised uh, over $9,000 to build this. Uh, that's correct. Um, we were we were asking for a little bit less than that, and uh, we got a little bit more than we asked for. So that was um, that was really encouraging. Did you build a small scale version first of something, or like is there? <laughs> uh, no, can the you one... even do that with a Tesla? Like how much? How is there a minimum size that a Tesla coil works at? You know, a, a lot of people have built these kind of smaller, more hobbyist versions, and so um, you know, we thought about that, and for some reason, we never actually built a prototype. Uh, the one we brought to Playa was really the first Tesla coil we had built. Uh, and was it your so, first Burning Man, also, or not? Uh, this was year three for me, okay. actually. Um, so, 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 just explain for a second how a Tesla coil works. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Let's uh, let's back up because I'm an idiot. This is Jesse. I'm I'm an idiot. Uh, so what what is <laughs> but a musician and a synthesizer enthusiast? Well, I know all about the synthesizer stuff. We'll get into that. But um, what is a Tesla coil? How is it different from other coils, such as uh, mortal coils? Right. Um, you know, various coils that you would you would see sure. daily. Sure, sure. So a Tesla coil is a particular kind of high-voltage transformer. And so, um, you know, there's plenty of transformers in our appliances on telephone poles. And, Michael Bay movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and and other, than, other than the Decepticons, what they all have in common is that they take alternating uh, current. They take, um, you know, uh, sort of fluctuating voltage. And they let you take the same amount of power, which is voltage times current, and they let you convert that into different levels of voltages and currents. And so, for example, you can have a lot of current at low voltage become a lot of voltage at low current. And, and so they let you kind of do those multiplications. And that's what I remember um, like learning at school. That's what, for example, power cables want to have, uh, want to step it up to a very high voltage but low current, right? For mm-hmm. ease of transmission yeah, of, that, of a certain amount of power across the country. You want, it, you want it to be transmitted but with the lowest current possible. So they step yeah, it up to a really high voltage and then they step it back down again when they wanted to send it out to houses. Exactly. So I mean, that's a you know, that's a great use of transformers, and um, you know, so those ones um, you know are, are are pretty high voltage. You know, you can you can imagine um, tens of thousands of volts running on high voltage power lines. Um, the Tesla coil we were building was probably um, capable of producing closer to a million volts, and so it's kind of a, a special type of transformer. And um, one of the big differences with it is that the the sort of input and output sides of the the coil um, are very loosely coupled. They, they don't have like a magnetic material inside of them that uh, sort of transfers the energy back and forth. Um, and that's partly for insulation purposes, but it's kind of partly from this this design that you um, you can kind of begin adding power little by little. So we, you know, we run this at a very high frequency, about 30 kilohertz, and it takes, um, you know, maybe, maybe 10 cycles or so to sort of build up energy at the top of the coil. And so what you kind of have is a high voltage transformer with this sort of um, slow build up of energy let's see let's you get very high voltages okay and then every time you discharge it there will be a lightning bolt and an attendant sound mm-hmm. that's pretty loud so then if you do that quickly enough you 
exactly generate sound from the actual you know oscillation of that discharge correct yeah precisely so, so the, the the coil itself um, probably makes on the order of uh you know maybe five thousand volts of lightning per second and so if you um you know if you want to use all of those you get about five kilohertz audio if you use fewer you get a different musical note so that's uh, that's the general principle. Now, so you had this hooked up to a synthesizer, which um, I assume you're using an analog synthesizer for this. Uh, like, you're um, using were you using its control voltages uh, to feed into the Tesla coil? So the uh, the the way that we had this wired up with with musical things like keyboards, um, we were just using a MIDI interface, and so um, the keyboard would mostly say, "Begin playing this particular note," and we had a little bit of logic that would convert that into uh, how many um, pulses sure. of lightning per second right sure and it was duophonic mm-hmm. correct could you play two notes simultaneously or not yeah so um, we were using uh, we were using a nice piece of hardware from a company called one Tesla and that, that does the the conversion from MIDI into control signals and um, that one was set up to do two notes at a time and that one worked really great um, we also had a, a friend of ours um, prototype something which was much more polyphonic and um, we played that a little bit. It was kind of a prototype, but we did get a little bit of lightning karaoke going on, which was kind of fun, even <laughs> if it wasn't the most beautiful sounding. Um, so primarily doing two notes at a time. Could That's you hook it up to a microphone then? So, mm-hmm. so you're singing into so the, the mic, uh, and then it's sort of at that same frequency as your voice coming out of a massive lightning bolt in the top well, of your head. You'd have to convert it first to digital, and then it would have mm-hmm. to be switched back through this like Tesla one, it sounds like. I mean, it sounds like you could do... I mean, your voice is monophonic, you know. Well, n- no. I mean, it has all kinds of uh, harmonics to it, right? It's not. Well, like- everything has harmon. Even a synthesizer has harmonics. You'd still call it monophonic, because that's that's the amount of notes. Okay. Well, I thought maybe it was just like only only monoph- a sine wave lacks harmonics. Is just one yeah. frequency, right? So everything else, the the polyphony of something, is still based on just the amount of the basically the loudest. The loudest mm-hmm. root note within those harmonics is what note you get. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you play this same exact note in a piano versus a guitar, the only reason they sound different is because they have different, different harmonics, different harmonics yeah. you know? Um, how high could, could you get it? I mean, you, you mentioned, like, 5,000 kilohertz, but, like, I don't oh, know. No, just 5 kilohertz, because it's only oh, going 5,000 5, oh, times yeah, a 5 second kilohertz. discharge. Yes, not 5,000. That's, that's absurd. Um, but I... I imagine, um, just in my head, lightning is very, very low-pitched. You know, it's like a... Well, it's not about... It's more like every... <laughs> Maybe, Matt, you can explain it better, but it's not like the lightning. It's it's like every time it discharges, that is the... Uh, <laughs> in sound, you know, you have, like, um, um, compressions and rarefactions. Yes. Like, that's just one of those things, so it needs to... Like, if you were looking at a super, super slowed-down waveform, that each discharge is yes. one pulse of pressure in the air that has right. that's it's like when a drum vibrates like each time it actually goes up and down that's like one of the oh got it so bolts. then it's it's actually being so so then the maybe the, at this point we should i should play a little bit of the video just to he, you guys can hear what this sounds like when it okay um yeah matt it, it was one of my favorite things that i saw the whole week by the way i, I was whenever it was playing nearby i was entranced uh, someone was playing safety dance. That was one of my favorite yeah. things. <laughs> and the Mario Brothers theme is what I will play right now if I can get this to load. Just one second. Yeah, I suppose I I didn't realize that the keyboard was also having an output through speakers. I thought the only sound generated was through the Tesla coil. 
Um, that's actually correct. We didn't have it hooked up to any speakers. Yeah. Okay. So, th- so I guess my question still stands. Then is is how it's like if this thing discharges five thousand times in a second. Yes. That's going to be a five kilohertz sound that you'll perceive it as. What musical note does five kilohertz correspond to? Uh, I don't know. What's A is like 220 hertz? I, I don't know. A is 220. No, A is 440. Well, any multiple of that would just be an octave higher. Any, right? any multiple is an octave, yeah. All right, let's see if this will play. Uh, Matt, so can, I ask a, can I ask a question? When you are, yeah, when you are building and displaying a giant... Lightning, uh, lightning symphony. Uh, what are the safety precautions you have to take? So a couple things. I mean, the one of the biggest ones is that um, when you plug this thing in, you don't plug it into a 120 volt wall socket. Mm-hmm. Um, we were running this at uh, closer to 500 volt three phase power, and um, so that itself is just kind of dangerous. And so you know we had to go and do this sort of, uh, you know, we had to get the equipment you would use to run that kind of power inside of a factory or inside of some kind of large workshop. So, um, you know, shielded cables, um, uh, large fuse boxes with emergency shutoffs, things that you can lock closed when you're not using them. Um, were people, you know, had, uh, what were the rules on people flying kites near to it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, were, we were concerned about kites. We were concerned about people who might have, um, uh, you know, different kinds of artwork that's kind of up on a pole. Sometimes you see these jellyfish that are made out of uh, umbrellas on poles. And so our main policy was if any of those got near the, you know, started approaching the project, we'd really just have to power it off. And um, I think that most people were, were a little bit afraid of it. And so they, they enforced their perimeter, which was, which was fortunate, I think. Here's the sound you would have heard if you were walking by this. That's great. Could you hear that at all, Matt? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I, I never heard anyone playing Mario, I don't think. I, I wasn't around for that one. So that's good. Yeah, it would always attract a huge crowd. There are 10-foot lightning bolts shooting out of this thing while it's playing whatever. And d- didn't you also hook it up just to... Um, didn't you have someone DJing one night and it was just trying to mimic... like It was doing like a low-pass filter on it and just playing the bass of whatever music was... Um, so or did that not work? The- for, for one of our parties, um, there was someone playing accompaniment to the DJs, and so that was, um, you know, fortunately we had someone who was a who was a skilled piano player come in and um, uh, just kind of kind of jammed along with it, and so oh, okay. it was um, it was it was all done by humans, um, but uh, I thought it was it was really a nice balance of um, you know adding something interesting and visual, and yet not uh, you know not overpowering the the DJ set. Right. Wow. So the thing that I guess I what what interests me is is uh, I mean I I, would, I won't uh, say what interests me at all interests me but um, mm-hmm. so the way a, an analog synthesizer would work mm-hmm. would be your keyboard isn't it just happens to be a keyboard but it's called the controller because all you're doing is controlling volts with it. Okay. You know what I mean? And those volts are generated by an oscillator. So this Tesla coil was acting as your oscillator. So, but but you can only do one oscillator per note. So I'm interested in how having duophonic sound works. Yeah, I don't get how with that with one either. Tesla coil because it sounds like the it's it basically you built a giant synthesizer. That's that's what this whole thing sounds like. Mm-hmm. So here's a way to think about it. Um, you know, each you know brief arc of uh, lightning there uh, heats and expands the air around it. So you get this one very short pressure wave, this little pulse from the lightning forming. 
Um, and a pressure I, I wave in air is basically what sound is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I don't know how long that, that, that little process takes, but it's awfully fast. And so if you imagine that you want to play 440 hertz, um, for example, you know, you sort of have you know, lightning pulses happening at that frequency. But if you wanted to, you could begin like in between those doing an, another set. So you could have you know, uh, 300 hertz also being played. And so you'd have these impulses sort of interwoven of 440 and 300 hertz, for example. And so that's what we mean by it was playing two notes. So if, if you looked at this, you would see that there were two different pulse trains at different frequencies being generated. Oh, okay. Uh, and so because it's happening so fast, your ear sort of averages these things together. And right, you, know, right. you hear these notes, but you also hear that strange uh, buzzing sound that always comes with things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it. I mean, that, that's sort of a limit of our of our control logic that we could only have two different um, uh, pulse trains going at a time. That's how how of... physically big was this thing, by the way? Just so our listeners can. Oh yeah, I didn't idea. describe it, did I? Because I, I get the impression this thing's pretty massive. But how tall are we talking exactly? So um, the sculpture itself was twenty six feet tall, and um, the Tesla coil itself uh, came in to be about eight feet tall. Um, so it's. Uh, kind of a, a large cylinder that's about a foot in diameter, and the top of it was um, an aluminum donut-looking shape that was about four and a half feet across. Amazing. And uh, that was sparking these lightning bolts across to um, three sort of antennae that were probably, mm-hmm. what, like 10 feet from it? Uh, yeah, so I think that um, from the the tips of where the lightning was being produced, I think we, we had it set up to do about seven feet long arcs. Okay. Um, and so the, the overall shape of it, if you if you haven't seen pictures of it, is um, uh, a large tripod-shaped structure. So it's sort of three legs and then three uh, arms coming up from it. And so from the from the top of the coil to the arms um, was probably about seven feet. Um, I think I, I we have a we have a lot of scientists listeners as well as comedy fans, and I think um, a lot of them would be wondering, and I, I know I am personally. Do you feel having done this project? Do you think? Um, do you think that it pleased or angered the gods? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, that's a very fair question. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 Which, I was like... it a tribute to the gods or a slap in their face? <laughs> An affront, um, if you will. You know, I, 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 I think it might be a little bit the latter. I feel like we were playing with things we were not intended to play with. And um, for that hubris, I think that... Um, <laughs> <clears throat> we, we may have angered the gods. You were the Prometheus of this year's Burning Man, I think. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, but, I I feel like this could. Should the gods ever question you on this? I feel that you could sort of talk your way out of it by saying that it was in tribute to Odin. Um, <laughs> you know, this this could easily be a, some sort of certainly yeah. Zeus, Zeus. Yeah, yeah obviously. Who are other lightning, obviously. lightningy gods. Yeah. So there Matt, was, oh sorry, go ahead. There was a real lightning storm at Burning Man, which was um, uh, very close, kind of serious. And we, you know, we thought, well, you know, maybe we have angered the gods. Yeah, that was terrifying. That was the clo- like that was Monday morning, the second or third day we were there. I was awoken mm-hmm. to lightning so bright that I had I had um, my eyes were closed. I had a sleep mask on. I had my tent and a fly over the tent, and I was seeing the flashes of light through all those things. Yeah. It was striking yeah. so close that the sound was instant. So, like, within a few hundred feet of our campsite, things were getting struck by lightning. Oh, I thought... Mm-hmm. I, okay. I thought it was just, like... That was just, like, a badass piano player showed up in the Tesla <laughs> coil. <laughs> like, this sort of classical, like, classical pianist, you know? Yeah. So, Matt, you guys weren't... Nothing was struck in your camp, you don't think? 
I, I don't think we had any issues. I know that other camps had did have uh, even some injuries from from people being. Um, wow! Really? I didn't know that. Wow! Um, <clears throat> um, but for for our, our side, I don't think we had anything too close to camp. Yeah. Um, when you're not building things like this in the middle of the desert, what is your normal field of research? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> this this project worked out really um, really nicely. I had just finished my PhD in computer science from Caltech, and um, my kind of partner in this project, uh, David Brown, had just finished his PhD in applied physics, and uh, so this was kind of a nice way to use some of our skills and have fun. Nice. That's very cool. So, what was specifically what was your like what was your thesis on or what kind of things did you specialize in during your PhD? Um, yeah, so my, my emphasis was on machine learning and distributed systems, and so a lot of my work had to do with uh, making use of uh, hardware sensors and smartphones, trying to piece together um, sort of environmental patterns or user behavior from generally pretty low-quality sensors. This is interesting, because um, I, I read something recently um, that the new iPhones, the ones that just came out, have a barometer in them that's meant to be used so you can see how high you're climbing and how much you're, it's designed really? for the health <laughs> system, but um, they were talking about how that could now be used as a massive crowdsourced weather forecasting mm-hmm. aid. Oh, wow. Because suddenly... Yeah, get... I mean, there's, there's nothing really stopping you. I mean, the, all the hardware and the communication is there. And so um, I think it's yeah, I think it's kind of exciting. You know, now we have the situation where we might have, you know, millions of pretty reasonable quality barometers that are just hanging around waiting for us to do things with them. Wow. And that's more useful information, even though individually none of those barometers are particularly high quality, that still mm-hmm. is more valuable than having a few that are high quality. I'm assuming. I guess that's a trade-off. You know, for yeah. some applications, you might need few. For some applications, it might be worthwhile to say that with a flip of a switch, you know, you could have some kind of worldwide coverage of iPhone sensors, for example. Right. Um, so, you know, it, it's uh, it probably depends a lot on the applications, but it's a neat resource that we we didn't used to have. Yeah, and were you? I know the wow. institute in general is a sort of collection. I guess a village is the term for it, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was a village next near our camp that was a collection of different groups that are all science themed. Is it a Caltech connection that brings everyone together there? Or what's the, what is the Institute? Uh, you know, it's, it's, I think it's an old network of, of friends, different, different circumstances. So, um, in particular, the, uh, the group that I was camping with is named the phage and it's, um, uh, it does have a, a strong science oriented community and there's a lot of things that are, uh, you know, a, a, about enjoying science. So, mm-hmm. Some people come by, <clears throat> you know, we, we have um, we have evening science talks that we, we give to the playa, and uh, during the day you can come by and visit the Ask a Drunken Scientist booth. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool. Uh, did you do one of those talks yourself? Uh, I gave a very brief talk. I ended up um, uh, doing, you know, putting my effort into more, more maintenance than preparing talks, so I gave a very short one. Um, well, what was that uh, on? What was the subject? Oh, just just actually about the Tesla coil itself. Okay. Um, so, and uh, do you have uh, do you have something cooking for next year? Do you have another project that you'd like to to tackle after the usable lightning storm? <laughs> uh, good question. I think um, I think I haven't quite recovered from uh, working on things for Burning Man yet. So sure. how long did it take you? How long how long from sort of initial concept to actually building the thing? Did that thing take you? Uh it's a good question. Um, you know, we, we dabbled on it. We had a large group of people who volunteered to do help along the way. And, um, we, you know, we started working, uh, 
you know, roughly January, but um, the the summer was probably the most intense part. So I think that uh, most of the electronics for the coil got built um, actually during July. And, uh, and were those, were those built off-site? Did you build the whole thing to try it out somewhere first? Uh, we had we had built it um, at, a, at a location called Tubit Circus in Los Angeles, um, which is sort of a really interesting blend of um, science, engineering, creative things, but with an education-leaning uh, purpose. Um, and so we were we were working there with um, uh, with a friend of ours named Dan Busby, um, and so we had a chance to to assemble most of it and try it. Um, you know, at least to to most of its power before we got to Playa, but. Um, uh, Playa was the first time that we actually had the entire sculpture assembled, and um, it was the first time that we played music through it. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah, what was some good surprises for us when we got out there. So was there a bit of you that was worried that it wouldn't work at all? Uh, oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, a number of people on the Internet are you know, have been building these Tesla coils, and... Um, uh, yeah, it's like know, they're, everyone they're, I meet. You know, it's it's just you can't even leave the house anymore. There are people either yeah. brewing their own craft beer, yeah, or they have an Etsy store, or they're building they're a building giant Tesla musical coils. Tesla coil. Yeah. I know we got like five here at the house. <laughs> so it's interesting to watch them and see how like you know how how their projects go, and you know people who have more experience in this than than we did. You know, they also have issues. They also you know we all buy our parts from eBay, and you know it's kind of a, a luck of the draw. Um, Didn't so. I, yeah, I had some concerns about that. Didn't you say you had to have some parts shipped on, like, dedicated uh, train cars? <laughs> that um, we, we did we did use uh, one um, substantial transformer, and uh, it weighed several hundred pounds. And so that was one of the ones where I think that was shipped in from Detroit just on a, on a train, and it was like, go down to the train tracks and pick it up. <laughs> wow. Did you raise any uh, red flags for any governmental organizations with any of the things you were, you were purchasing or putting together? <laughs> uh, I, I hope not. I hope I'm not being monitored now. Uh, <laughs> well, there was. So I think we're. There, there was someone else in your camp who I was trying to get on the show. He was a little reluctant, but um, he was very open talking about having done this. So I don't think it's telling tales out of school to for us to say what he was doing. Uh, do you know Ricky, who was working on the uh, the phone project there? Yes, I do. I, I met him this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he they had built um, basically a fake cell phone tower that your phone would would recognize and connect to automatically if it was nearby and then they would mm-hmm. intercept all your phone calls and then just fuck with you have people on the truck who are answering the, the phone we, yeah we mentioned this on the beth uh, oh we did that mention yeah, it. Okay. yeah yeah hilarious hilarious and wasn't that same group doing the the giant skull the giant like um brain thing that'll hook up to uh an mri or eeg and mimic the actual activity of your brain wasn't that part of their Oh, uh, so I mean, there, there was also a, an art car um, from the Phage Camp named uh, Doctor Brainlove, which was which was themed around um, uh, sort of neuroscience and a giant uh, scale model of a brain. And so they had a lot of pretty impressive things going on about how uh, you know how how it had been designed and how people were intended to interact with it. Yeah, how how was it interact? How was it um, getting any information from people who were hooked up, hooked up to it? Yeah, I, I think that the, the plan had been to use an EEG to control some of the LED lights. Um, uh, I'm not sure if that was an action or not. I, I, I didn't see that particularly, but I know that was one of the things that had been you know, had been worked on. Um, yeah, I thought someone so. was saying the plan was to hook it up to someone having an orgasm and see what the lights and what, the, what would be. <laughs> um, 
I don't know if well, that ever happened. That sounds fun. <laughs> um, as as a scientist, but um, what uh, with like wearing your scientist hat when you're walking around the festival, um, what was the most impressive or most inspiring thing that you saw? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, you know, actually, when I go to when I go to uh, Burning Man, um, I try and use it to you know sort of balance out my my technological things. And so um, when I go there, I'm often looking for very uh, very low tech and more personal experiences. And so um, uh, maybe that's that atypical. Kind of, did you go to the bowling alley by the porta potties in the desert? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen it. I did not bowl. Um, that, that does kind—that no. does kind of make sense to me. In the same way, I remember when we finished university, the English students, like the the English majors, all went out and bought the trashiest low-brow books they possibly could, <laughs> just for the sheer joy of reading something without a pencil. <laughs> like just, they, I remember my friend Emily going, "This is the first time I've read a book without annotating it in three years." Oh god! Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so and, a refreshing change of pace. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Did you run into any of the tech bigwigs that were making the news uh, for ruining Burning Man? People were talking about people coming in with too much money and having Sherpas and things. You know, I I, I don't think so. At least they didn't reveal themselves to me in that sense. Yeah. Um, So, uh, I don't know. I I feel like this year I I was very work-centric, and so my exposure to a lot of the rest of of Burning Man was probably limited. But nobody came by with a cigar and and hired hired you on the spot for their... uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> super no, villain project yeah um you know the, the super villain aristocrats i think try to be a little lower profile than that yeah yeah sure so what what happened to the coil uh post festival is it so just, is really just in your bedroom now or <laughs> uh no actually it's uh it's going to have a life of its own um it's going to it's be used... sentient. <laughs> uh, I knew this would happen. Damn it. Is this coil called uh, Skynet? <laughs> because oh, no. I've seen a couple movies. Should not have uploaded that firmware to it. Yes. <laughs> no. It's a bummer. So it's going to be used in a, an event called the Steam Carnival in Los Angeles. And this is um, this is a big event that's trying to get um, you know more like youth excited about science and engineering. And so um, that's going to be uh, towards the end of October uh, in Los Angeles. And this is um, uh, this is an event being run by by Tubit Circus. Who I've, were, I've got uh, plans to go already. Quite really? helpful. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. So uh, I know we have listeners who are within the LA catchment area um, yeah go to, go to that and you can see the thing in action and presumably a whole load of other really interesting cool projects by some of your colleagues exactly um it's it's supposed to be pretty huge and uh, you know over the summer i saw them building a lot of the other things that are going into it and uh it's really an interesting blend of you know creative uh you know kind of tech artsy things going on so um definitely worth checking out not not a whole lot of things like that yeah so Burning Man is, is more than just a patchouli EDM and um, sleeveless fur coats, <laughs> as, as it seems. It's, yeah, um, I, I feel like I was sort of maybe trying to justify my going by by uh, finding science things there, but it really is a huge group of people there that are doing well, amazing, innovative things. Well, you're definitely justifying dedicating an entire episode of our show to Burning Man. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. <doing> science things. <laughs> but I think it's worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's a thing that inspires people like you to dedicate. Um, you know, man months of their time just for the purpose of, of testing what is possible and, and trying to bring some joy to everyone else who's coming there, right? Uh, well, that, that, that's a way to look at it. <laughs> or is that, I'm putting words in your mouth. What do you actually, what's, what's the purpose of it in your eyes? Well, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the third largest city 
be in Nevada when it happens. And I think that, you know, like any city, it brings all sorts of people, all sorts of reasons. Um, so um, that's part of what I think is most refreshing about it, that there's not an easy way to describe why everyone is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought I thought the same thing. Like I was uh, playing cards against humanity with some Swedish backpackers one day, or singing karaoke with an Australian listener to our podcast, or uh, drinking forty-year-old bourbon from the drunks across the street who just want to share their bourbon with you. Really incredible. Uh, yeah, it's it was it was a great time. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Matt. Um, is there anything else you w- want our listeners to know about where they can find you on on Twitter or anything? Or uh... um, I'm, I'm I keep an awfully low profile on social media, but okay. I would really like to thank all of the people who went into making this project possible. Oh and yeah. So yeah, first man. and foremost, um, David Brown and I have been working on this, you know, for a long time from our first crude project sketches, and uh, we had a couple people come in uh, really early on: Jason Porath and James Baker and Dan Busby. And little by little, this grew into a huge group of people helping us with our Kickstarter and our designs. We had uh, Marina Linderman and uh, Jeannie Connor and Anastasia Hannon working on this. We had a friend named Casey Hadmer come in and do a lot of the, the structural design for this. And just just a huge group of great friends helping us put this whole thing together. So um, That's amazing. Everyone coming together did make this thing. It's yeah. appreciated. It was very much appreciated. And of course, everyone who was involved in the Kickstarter as well, everyone who made that happen. That's true. Um, you know, really, really a great group of people. And when I reflect on this, I'm, I'm blown away that like people we didn't know wanted to support it. People who didn't know us, who had some particular like excellent skill that we needed. Um, on our friends, uh, our new friends, uh, uh, Marty Gibbons is a, a designer for uh, movie sets and helped us do welding. Like just the perfect kind of people that we needed at all the right moments. So um, that's awesome. You know, it, was, it, was, it was really wonderful to work on that. Does he listen to a lot of Rush? <laughs> I find that welder it's welding music. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, every time I listen to Rush. You know what is I mean? It, is it welding or smelting? I picture making swords. Welding or s- welding or smelting, any sort of forge. Yeah. I, I just w- whenever I hear Rush, I just imagine with over the anvil. You know, <laughs> but but definitely like sparks and a guy lifting up the mask. Oh yeah. yeah it's yeah. you know, the the getting the team back together montage that we talk about <laughs> so much. Set to like Tom <laughs> Sawyer you're picturing? Always. Okay. Nice. See, in that montage, I, I'm more a fan of the female wen- welder in that context. Oh, yeah, it surprises you. What? Yeah, There's a yeah. lady doing the what? welding. What? A woman could do that job as well? <laughs> yeah. What is this, the future? <laughs> yeah, no, it's the I wonder what of- she does by night. <laughs> well, thank you by so much. By crime, apparently. <laughs> Dr. Matt Faulkner, thank you so much for being with us and for building such an awesome uh, installation at Burning Man. Hopefully, we'll see you on the playa next year, if not um, if not at the festival. What's the name of the Steam? Yeah, it's, man. It's Don't called- hate the playa. hate the game. <laughs> hey. <laughs> well, maybe we'll see you at the at the, the Steam Carnival. Steam Carnival. Steam Carnival. Yep. Yes, listeners, check that out. I didn't know about it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. So maybe I'll see you there. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank Thanks you. for joining us. Thanks, man. Appreciate Matt. it. Well, thank you, Jordan, for joining us. <laughs> yeah. as well. It was a lot of fun. I um, am also a fucking nerd. Uh, you're a huge fucking nerd, and, and the co-host of Jordan Jesse Go. Yes, that's on the MaximumFun.org uh, Great website. Show, We're dude. On iTunes. One of the classic. You guys, you guys have been around for probably almost a decade now. Yeah, gosh, I mean, I think we're we're definitely seven years and some change. Seven so, years and change. Yeah, yeah. Wow, man, that's one of my favorites. Listen to that, guys. That's, you, is that don't already how many subscribe? Seven years. Is that a score? I don't think that's how, a way to score. No, how long is a score? Twenty years. Four, a score is twenty years. years. Yeah. I didn't see. I didn't know that. I didn't know. So how it was. He was saying eighty-seven years ago. Yeah, is when the country that's was four score founded. and seven four years. Four score yeah. and seven years. So it was like sixty-three. Say seven years and. 
an additional seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four score. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Four, four sevens times, four and times then seven another plus seven. Four yeah. score and twenty-one years ago. Right, right. He would have known that by the associative property, you could have just said five scores yeah. at that point. I know. Like, yeah. yeah. Is that associative? I forgot my basic algebra. No, it's not. What is it? Distributive. Uh, you can take the as in like four times seven plus one times seven equals that's five distributive. times quantity. Uh, that's, that's the distributive. distributive. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Associative is I. Th- think a plus b plus c is equal to a plus b plus c i think that's associative yeah, i think you're right i think you're right plus i can't remember time plus tragedy is when we <laughs> yeah. can make 9 11 <laughs> yes. jokes commutative Finally. is uh, a plus b equals b plus a yeah yeah i thought that and was transitive what is transitive why are we going down this road <laughs> <laughs> oh god maybe transitive was the first one that i just said hmm. which one's associative then i think associative makes sense with parentheses because you're associating things all right guys we gotta look it up now i'm gonna have to look it up while, we, while we're doing the wrap up we gotta do some bottomless mimosas i think Oh, speaking of that, did you go to the bottomless, topless mimosas at Burning Man? No, I missed that. <laughs> the Treehouse on Tuesday morning had bottomless, topless, no. everyone's topless and drinking endless mimosas. That's the best name it for anything. It's pretty great. That's the best name for anything that's ever existed. Oh, if you like breasts and science. <laughs> I do! <laughs> yes. I do! Burning Man I is like your all place. of that. Okay, it's I was right bad. about associative. What was the last one we said? Um, transitive. Well, there was distributive, associative, transitive, and commutative. Tra- we okay, transitive. I can't remember are. what that is now. I'm looking that up. Are we talking like diseases? What are we even talking about? <laughs> talking about algebraic, yeah. algebraic. principles. Okay. Well, not even algebraic. It was just like arithmetic ways you can... Uh, I guess it's no, it is algebraic. It's algebraic because yeah, yeah. it applies... Um, it comes in useful for things like group theory later where you have functions and uh, operators that aren't just that aren't. multiplication or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Division or subtraction or whatever. Guys, we brought this it one. It could be Do things like rotation, rotations. <laughs> grinding halt. All right, yeah, so l- listeners halt. can follow you on Twitter. Yes. So at, at Jordan up, underscore Morris. At Jordan underscore Morris. And at MaximumFun.org, you can find the podcaster involved in and watch at midnight on which uh, he writes a lot of funny jokes. Yeah, that's a fun show. So, guys. Okay, uh, a transitive <laughs> property. Transitive property of equality mm-hmm. is if A equals B and B equals C, then A equals C. That makes sense. Because, of course it does. You're reading it off the internet. <laughs> yes, I will verify that. So there we go. It's a binary relation of R over a set. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Again, don't forget to see us live with Tim Minchin at the LA Podcast Festival next week. Tickets and info um, at LAPodfest.com or you can go through our site, probablyscience.com and get tickets. Yeah. And you can, again, once again, you can watch online on the live stream and you can get $5 off that. It's only 20 bucks to watch the entire, the entire festival. festival. Any of the shows, including three weeks afterwards, use our code. You get five. Use the code yeah. science, and you get five bucks off. That one's lapodfest.com slash live. So you, get to, code you get to see us as well as hear us. Uh, and did, you guys, did you guys just hear Stu jump in the pool? Was it loud? Or what? That was mayhem. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> that was mayhem. Displaced a lot of water. Um. So. Uh, <laughs> it's like half the water's out of the fucking pool now, dude. Oh God. All right. On that note, we will see you at PodFest. Um, Subscribe if you're not already a subscriber, please. Write nice things about us on iTunes and Stitcher, depending on which of them you use to listen to us. That does help us a lot, surprisingly amount. Uh, Tell your friends. Spread the word. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next week with the live show. Love each other. Science.